Adam, your journey from an undrafted college player to a CFL star is unique. Can you share a particularly memorable moment from your career that captures the thrill and unpredictability of that journey? Yeah, that's a great question. I came out during 2011, during that's the NFL lockout. So pretty terrible timing would be coming out of college to look to go to the NFL. I wasn't drafted. I was talking to some teams about seventh-round draft pick, priority free agent. Right after the draft, they're going to call me, get me signed. And then once the draft happened, the lockout went into effect immediately. There was no free agent signings. Business was closed. And so I, I had to make the decision of, okay, well, what's next, right? Or am I get... There's that word again, right? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> so I took a workout with the CFL, with the Beast Lions, and fortunately it ended up working out for me, getting an opportunity to go to training camp and try to make a team, which I was able to do. And, and getting to your point, what was a striking memory from there was that year, my rookie year, we started 0-5. I've never lost five games in the season than any team I've ever been on in my life. But if you remember history, we went on to win. We lost one. We went one of five. We won the next 12 in a row, got the first round by, won the West Division, and ended up winning the Great Cup in 2011, my rookie year. I never won a championship in my entire life. And we went from one of the worst teams to winning the Great Cup in the same year. I was just going to say, so just to recap for the audience, you went from zero and five, like the lowest point in your professional career. Well, that was my first year of my professional career, but any football <laughs> career, like high school, college, I'd never lost five games in the season ever. To the highest point in your yes. pro career. Yes. Which, six months prior to that, you didn't even have a pro career. Correct. So that, that is a remarkable... So that strikes me, because you, you accomplish all of this in such a short period of time. How do you capture the magic again? Well, it took a while until 2019. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's one of the best things about sports is all the different things that you get to share with your teammates in the locker rooms. And I'm biased to football. I think it's the greatest sport in the world for them. What it teaches you as a person and for what it takes to be a champion in that game. Mm -hmm. It takes uh, an entire organization, but it takes everybody pulling the rope the same way every single day, putting in more work, extra work. And, there's only one champion. Only one team every year goes home happy, not packing their stuff up in a garbage bag saying, I wish we did next year, right? So it's very hard to win a championship. Like the last two years we lost here with Winnipeg, like we still feel like we're the best teams. We just didn't play our best on, on the day that mattered the most. I think out of 120 minutes in the last two years of Grey Cup minutes, we were ahead by 117 minutes and three minutes were we behind. Right, and, and, and you just fall a couple plays short. That's sport for you, right? That's how, how crazy it can be and yeah. the highs and the lows. And, but that's what makes it so special because if this was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? It really would be. I think a metaphor I can relate to, Adam, is I was fortunate that I sold my company. And a good friend, a mentor of mine, said to me during that process, Hey, Keith, selling your business is like doing a thousand-piece puzzle. I was like, okay. At the, at the time, it, I was like, okay, well, what a thousand-piece puzzle. Yeah, just, just take the time to do it. Well, Adam, you can get to 998 pieces, but if you don't have that last one, the puzzle never gets complete. Or if you can't find those last two or something doesn't fit, you'll never complete the puzzle. And I remember him telling me that because to me, that's like 
selling my business. You're a business guy. You can imagine the diligence it takes to sell a business. Yeah. It's just check mark after check. So all those puzzle pieces have to go in. I equate it to all the minutes that have to go right for you to win a championship. It's, you know, it's got to be 60. It can't be 58, right? It's in yeah. and, and the last game was that last puzzle piece just didn't fit. Yeah, so I, it's the great thing, once again, about sport, how the unpredictability of it sometimes yes. and, and really the commitment that you have to have to make it go your way. And sometimes, no matter what you do, all the will you have, you can't will it. And, and there's a lot of factors that play into that, like so many factors. I mean, it's a team game. You need everybody to, to, to do it, right? And that's what's so special is you can't have – 11 people on the field doing it. You need 12. You can't have mm-hmm. one phase doing it. you got to have all three. Mm-hmm. You can't. And you, you just got to do it at the right times. And they all have to click at the right times. And but Like again, successful business, right? All asset, all yeah. aspects have to be going, right? Well, yeah, you prefer it that way, obviously. Some, you, you, some can pull their weight while others are, are waiting to figure it out. But, you know, you can't definitely can't have two of the three that really are just mm-hmm. on the downtrend and one doing well. you you got to make sure they're all working together and pull it on up. One of the things we like to do is get behind the scenes of the moment. So that first year of playing pro ball, share with me the moment where you made it, where somebody said, congratulations, Adam, you are making the squad. What was that moment like and who did you share it with? Well, let's just start. Like I told you, like the workout went well and I made the team and when you went to training camp, I made the like, well, it actually started like this. I had the workout in, in, in Portland, Oregon. They said, we'll call you in a week. I did really well at that workout. There was 120 guys at the workout. By the end of the workout, they cut it down to probably 12 guys, and I was one of the 12 left. I was only linebacker at my position who was left doing one-on-ones against running backs, mm-hmm. several interceptions, no completions against me. Mm-hmm. They said, we really liked your workout. We'll call you in a week. So, what's that week like? It's like pins and needles. You're waiting. Like, like <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. going to happen? Yes. I get the call. Where are you? I'm in my apartment in Ellensburg at college, and I get the call, and they say, hey, sorry, we don't have room to bring you to camp. Oh, I was, I was thinking it was a different answer. Okay. Yeah, I skimmed over that part for time's sake, but as <laughs> we were diving into this, I, you know, so I, I'm thinking, man, like, is football over? Like, am I done? Oh. Am I going to have another opportunity? I wasn't talking to any other teams. I only did this one workout for BC. NFL is closed for business right now. So I'm thinking, am I going to be executing my off-field game plan of med school? Like, what am I doing? Like, I had a real fork-in-the-road moment there. Yes. So that day was a little bit frustrating and a little down in the dumps for sure. And then the next day, I get a call from the same number, and then – it's like, oh, I know that number I'm picking up, right? And I said, hey, we were able to make some room for you to come to camp. Are you still able to come? And I was thinking, like, what do you expect me to say? Like, no, I changed my whole life plans <laughs> in a matter of 16 hours. No, I'm coming, right? Like, so that was where I knew that I had an opportunity to go show what I can do. I remember telling Wally at the workout, and I didn't know who Wally was at the time, the most winningest coach in CFL history. And Wally Buono. Wally, Wally Buono. And I remember telling him, like, listen, like, just give me an opportunity. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i do anything your team needs, special teams, defense, anything. I will out-compete, and I'll win. You wanted to get your foot in the door, the proverbial I, foot I in the door, right? I will kick the door open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just let me get an opportunity. I'll kick it open. So I end up 
making a name for myself in training camp and getting the opportunity to sign on the team and I'll be able to win a championship my rookie year. And, and, and I guess I'll fast forward <laughs> a couple of years where after that I took on a starting role, linebacker, all-star, CFL all-star, upper defensive player of the year, stuff like that. And I remember asking Wally, like, Wally, like, I remember the day you called and said I wasn't going to be coming to camp. And then the next day I got another call, like, what happened? in those 16 hours yeah. between those calls. And he's like, in true Wally fashion, like, ah, I just couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe what my eyes were telling me. And it turns out, like, I had a, another individual in, in, in the Beast Lines organization that was going to bat for me and saying, hey, like, you can't miss out on this guy. Just bring him to camp and see what he can do. A guy that had watched my pro day, a guy who had been to the Cactus Bowl and watched my All-American Bowl practices and really thought to say, hey, bring him to camp. You can't not bring him to camp. And so it really was, I really had to have someone go to bat for me. And then the fact that at the time I was called an undersized linebacker coming into the CFL, like media did a whole story on it. Like it was like, it was kind of mind boggling, you know, and whatnot. But now you look around everybody, like a lot of linebackers in the CFL look like me. So I think that I helped change that dynamic sure. of the linebacking position in the Canadian Football League. Yeah. I mean, in doing the things that I do. And you, know, you look at NFL is trying to find the next Drew Brees and, and Russell Wilson and stuff like that. Like these guys are not your prototypical size. Mm-hmm. You, you got guys like Lamar Jackson and you guys are changing the dynamics of the game and changing what people are actually looking for. Where you go back 20 years from now. Or I'll go, and they're like, we don't want those guys. We want 6'5", able to see over the line, pocket passers. Like, that's what we want. And now the game's totally evolved to saying we're open to a whole different kind of athlete at these positions, right?